Good morning, everyone. It's time for news. Gray day out there in the Queen City. Temperatures still hovering around 60 degrees. Cornerstone Action is calling on its Manchester supporters to vote for Mayor Ted Gatsis in tomorrow's city elections. In an email to its faithful on Friday, Cornerstone informed its members that Gatsis rival Joyce Craig had been endorsed by both Planned Parenthood of Northern New England Action Fund and Emily's List, a deep-pocketed national PAC dedicated to electing pro-abortion Democratic women. In saying those endorsements caught their attention, the group urged its members to go to the polls, writing, quote, you know Planned Parenthood supporters will be there, in big, bold letters. The group also shared that New Hampshire Right to Life had endorsed Albert MacArthur Jr. in the special election for state representative in Ward 8. MacArthur's opponent is Liberal Democratic School Board member Erica Connors, who is also seeking re-election to the school board. MacArthur was also endorsed last week by the Concerned Taxpayers of Manchester. CTM Chairman Sean Thomas said the group sent a survey to both candidates and that the uh, that only MacArthur responded despite multiple inquiries of Connors. Said Thomas, quote, based upon his willingness to be open and transparent to Manchester's taxpayers, as well as for his tax-friendly answers, the Concerned Taxpayers of Manchester are pleased to endorse MacArthur for state representative and urge all voters in Ward 8 to cast their vote for him on Tuesday, November 7th. Of course, Election Day is tomorrow in Manchester, and all eyes statewide will be on several races, not the least of which is the rematch between Mayor Ted Gatsis, who has sought to make this campaign about spending and taxes above all other issues, and former three-term alderman Joyce Craig, who has sought to make this election all about what a terrible, horrible, very bad mayor Ted Gatsis has been. Our apologies to uh, Alexander. <laughs> Parents who read books to their kids will understand that reference. Anyway, we're about to see which of the two approaches is going to pay off, and yes, we will discuss again this morning. Other races being closely watched are those in Ward 2, where the race for Alderman between Bob O'Sullivan and Will Stewart has become unexpectedly hot, and the race for school board between Democratic operative David Scannell and incumbent Deborah Langton has been a barn burner. Ward 3, where Board of Aldermen Chair Patrick Long is locked in the fight of his political life with restaurateur Tim Baines, son of former Mayor Robert A. Baines. Ward 4, where incumbent Alderman Christopher throw Grandmama out of her house Herbert is likely to lose to businessman Stephen Matthew, and incumbent school committee woman Leslie, I represent the students not the taxpayers want, has seen a strong challenge from Mark Flanders, who lost by just 60 votes two years ago. Ward 5, where uh, former at-large school board member Kathy Staub's campaign to unseat first-time incumbent Lisa Freeman seems to have fallen flat, with Staub being much less active than predicted. Ward 6, newly elected incumbent Alderman Elizabeth Moreau is facing an unexpectedly stiff challenge from restaurateur Peter McCone, whom she defeated in September's special election, and John DiPietro's full-court campaign to unseat incumbent school board member Dan Bergeron has the Democrats and the teachers' union very, very nervous. Ward 8, Jimmy Connors, uh, Jimmy Connors, Jimmy LaHoo, not the tennis guy, Jimmy LaHoo, the guitar guy, appears poised to overcome the very narrow loss he suffered to incumbent school board member Erica Connors two years ago. LaHoo told Gerard at Large that roughly two-thirds of his 140 signs have been stolen from people's front lawns in the last week. That's a lot of signs, folks. In the race for alderman, newcomer John Cataldo has simply outworked former alderman and state senator Betsy DeVries. Ward 9, two heavy hitters are at it for alderman. Incumbent Barbara Shaw is working desperately to fend off a challenge from former fire chief Jim Burkish. 
She has been hurt by her votes to override the city's tax cap and for contracts that cover her daughter, who is a union teacher in the school district. Burkish is not being helped by his backing of fire union demands and his expressed willingness to override the tax cap. In Ward 11, former alderman and primary winner Russ Willett has seen fierce oppositions from city unions backing incumbent Norman Gamash, a retired firefighter who has overridden the tax cap. Uh, overridden vetoes on union contracts and voted for contracts covering his daughter, who is a teacher, and his son, who is a firefighter. Ward 12, both incumbents are in trouble. Alderman Keith Hirschman has underestimated the challenge from 20-year-old Hassan Essa, who has been solidly backed by various city unions the Democrat and the Democrat Party at the local, state, and even national level. School board member Constance Van Houten is facing a formidable challenge, not only from Kelly Thomas, who has deep roots in the ward and is working hard, but also from Van Houten, also from her own behavior over the past two years, which has soured many on her reelection. News from Backyard continues after this. And those are your, your morning, morning announcements. Here you go, Mr. Mayor. Hi, this is Manchester Mayor Ted Yatsis. Get the inside scoop on what's happening in Manchester on Wednesday mornings at 8.20, only on Gerard at Large. With the, with, help, uh, with the help of additional out-of-state crews, Eversource has substantially completed restoring electric service to more than 312,000 customers, replacing a por- approximately 408 utility poles along the way. That's a lot of lumber. C- uh, crews continue to work on a small number of remaining single or scattered outages, which are more complex and will take additional time to complete. Line workers are going to each of these individual locations to assess what additional equipment or effort may be required to make repairs. Eversource will also conduct personal outreach to each of the customers who remain without power to provide updates, and crews will continue to work 24-7 until every customer has been restored. The company is asking customers to be cautious while continuing with their own storm cleanup and to be careful moving or cutting tree limbs. People should also remain cautious of weakened trees and down power lines and watch for any wires that may be entangled in debris. They should always treat, you should always treat any downed power lines as live and report them immediately by calling 911. The Goffstown Police Department, in conjunction with Plymouth State University, will conduct an online citizen survey that starts today and ends December 6th. We've got the link with this newscast at trotatlarge.com. It can also be accessed from the department's website and Facebook page. The department says it's anonymous and it will only take about 10 minutes. The results of the survey will be analyzed by Plymouth State and presented to the department and the Goffstown Board of Selectmen. I'm thinking they'd like you to fill it out. That's news from our own backyard. Draw at large. Hour three is next.